Hawks fans, we've been training the house down over the summer break and we've returned in peak broadcasting form ahead of what promises to be a very entertaining campaign for the Hawthorne Football Club. A new coach, new staff, new players and renewed hope on the path back to Premiership glory. Welcome one and all to the very first edition of the Hawk Talk podcast for 2022. My name is Nick Mason and joining me as always is a man who's again ready to ride the bumps with a grin. G'day Tiz. I was riding the bumps on Friday, Nick. Out to Waverley Park, over those speed humps. I got there and I thought, I'll just sneak a peek, see if anyone's training. They were just doing laps, kind of boring. But uh, there are a few very healthy looking fellas. And then there was one guy just ambling along behind the rest. Oh, yeah. Big Noodle was not enjoying the heat, I tell you. Well, he's closest to the sun, you see. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do it. I tell Poor you what, bugger, how, how, I felt sorry for him, and he was sweating less than I was, and I was in the shade. How hungry are you for a taste of footy? I mean, I thought I was bad. I got out to Arden Street Oval to watch some AFLW. Hawthorne's not even involved. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm sitting in the sun watching North play the Giants. The Giants can't even get a shot on goal till the third term. Well, you know, it's all the hype, mate. There's there's hype coming out everywhere about how good we're training and how much Sammy's into the group and how good they're looking. And uh, to be honest, I just had to go to Hawk's Nest and sit in the aircon for a while and <laughs> look through past memorabilia. But hopefully we have some new ones soon. Well, that's right. We've got cabinets to add to down at the Hawthorne <laughs> Football Club. We've got a new facility to fill, the Kennedy Community Centre. Yeah, yeah, that's... Uh, well, they've sort of rejigged how they're going with that they're making sure everything's ready for the aflw girls ladies first uh so yeah it'll be very exciting this time next year hopefully um what what is it about t20 there's there's more people attending aflw than now the t20 cricket this year i've no idea what that's about <laughs> it's quite strange it is very strange indeed I, I want to know i want to get your take on what you saw at training was there anything of note oh Look, a few a few of the boys were in rehab. I could see that, mm-hmm. and I didn't stay out there that long. They were running <laughs> laps. They weren't kicking the footy or nothing. So <laughs> you, you went on one of the odd days. I think they'd actually already done an intra club, and uh, yeah. I was turning up for the warm down. <laughs> well timed. Yeah, they've been having match sim pretty frequently, so they're into that stuff now. It'll be only a matter of time until they do a full four quarters proper intra club. It seems like that's Sammy's focus. Yeah, he's got a whole game plan to implement. He's got to drill it into these guys and see how it works. None of this athletic bullshit. Let's just, <laughs> let's just see if you can handle the footy. I wanted to emphasize for people that when we say rehab group, uh, it's not that they're injured and on the long-term injury list. That's not what we mean by rehab, just in case anyone was a bit cloudy on that one. No, they might just be a little sore or sorry for themselves from the previous training or something yeah, like that. You've got you to manage these guys and also, you know, a little thing called COVID. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's very interesting, actually, to see. 
I'm not sure exactly who has had it and who hasn't, but... Uh... Well, that's where we differ, because <laughs> I am sure of who's had it, but I don't... Is it a, it's a faux pas to name names. I don't really... Well, I mean, it's become so frequent now that it doesn't even hit the papers anymore. Paul that's right, McGuinness, yeah. you know, he had to come out and say that he had it. <laughs> I think he's right. the last one that actually declared it. I think you might be right, yeah. yeah. Anyway, no, we've moved on from that era. Well, it hasn't affected him. He's He's been looking good. And, uh... Oh, he's, he's first name on the hype train, all aboard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, January 31st, and we have a hype train, ladies and gentlemen. It's left the station. <laughs> <laughs> I, every time I read training reports, you know, we've got our sources, and Finn McGuinness, his name just keeps on coming up. The idea that he's still got the bulk on, he's still very strong, he's a big body midfielder, that hasn't changed. But now he's got the speed in his arsenal as well, and he's getting involved in everything. He's looked very impressive. Excellent, because he's been, oh, look, struggling for... A run in it, really, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everyone's had a mixed up couple of seasons, but to arrive at the club and then for that to happen is... I'm glad they're giving him an extra shot because he does have talent. Still a question of where exactly you utilise Finn McGuinness because, you know, we, we see that he's got expertise in the midfield. I know Sam Mitchell for Box Hill played him off the half-back sometimes. Trying to uh, trying to shore up his defensive capabilities and his distribution. That's right. Uh, he's, he's played as a tagger as well and was quite effective in some games for Box Hill in that role last year. Well, I guess he'll play where you know the hole that Jay Garamira left after he's gone uh, during the trade period. Apparently, the club offered him up. Jeez, that, you fired up. Is early. that right? Is that you right? have fired up. What on earth? First episode of the year. <laughs> You got Amira earmarked for leaving. What was that last week? Channel 7, like, oh, Amira was put on the trade table. Um, and then they had an interview with him and he actually spoke to them about it. Was yeah. that? What, what, oh, what, what are you worried about something? The, Why are you bringing it up? Yes, exactly. Why were they bringing oh, it up? Oh, right. <laughs> because, mate, they're as desperate as you and I. They need to talk football to someone. I mean, you know, Kane Corns and. Uh... Good old what's his name? <laughs> he saw me going for my phone, ladies and gentlemen. I could not remember his name. I was like, oh, the bloke that uh, is it? Yeah, the Joe the Goose out the back. <laughs> no, it's Josh Jenkins. Josh Jenkins. <laughs> it finally came to me. Yeah, Kane and Josh. You know that classic yeah. talking about Hawthorne and, and 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 their veterans and how you know it's going to be interesting how it looks in 2022 because they've got zero chance of success so how are they going to get themselves up doesn't that make it uninteresting well th- their whole point was like how hawthorne going to go when a lot of their stars know that they're coming towards the end of their careers and this is a year in which we have no hopes of any of any real success as opposed to the last 4 years but everyone in the media practically was barracking for our stars to leave and then they heard they were put on the table it's like oh you know, hawthorne what are they doing and then all the players chose to stay, and now we're questioning those players because they won't have motivation, even yeah, though they sounds, made the decision to stay. Sounds like a pretty happy club. Well, like if they're prepared well, frankly, to talk about that, is that should be a good sign. Should we take it as a good sign that Joe can come out and go, hey, yep, this happened? Absolutely. Yeah, no, being transparent about that is totally fine, I think. And um, so they just get replaced by younger, better fellas, right? Well, you know, that's the life cycle of footy, isn't it? That'll happen in any club. Good clubs, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd like to think at the end of the day we're a good club or building towards it again. Now, you've billed this as the second most hyped player. Oh, <laughs> this order's arbitrary. What are you talking about? No, no, no. A lot of thought goes into these things. Dan, <laughs> Dan Howe. Yeah, Dan Howe, apparently looking excellent on, on the wing. Deployed on the wing at uh, in the match sims. There's actually our wing division, our whole centre line, in fact, is looking probably the most promising. Psst, do you know why? 
because we've completely overhauled the coaching department. And also, we have one of the worst centre lines to man up against. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Hawthorne's going to be in a lot of trouble if they have to face Hawthorne. <laughs> Uh, look, defensively, not so great. So you would expect that some of the players in the midfield would look so good. Okay, well, I'll just I'll tear this sheet of paper <laughs> up. We'll tear up the rundown. We've got nothing to be excited well, about. That's the, that's the whole point. Because you see comes out and kicks 10 at an intra match, <laughs> you're asking questions. <laughs> so it's the, it's the fate of these things. Well, nevertheless, Howe has seen to be looking good. Same as Morrison as well. Harry Morrison. Now, where's he deployed? Because that's that's a great question. He, he's he could play s- anywhere. Well, yeah, he's a utility, I guess, these days. But he's been deployed on the wing. So it's Howe, Morrison, McGuinness, Phillips. Yep. It feels like it's a it's a big battle royale between these guys to find a spot in the team. You'd have to say that Phillips is probably out of those blokes. He's got it in the bag. Then you'd say Howe, then Morrison, then McGuinness. But, you know, maybe things are shifting around. You just don't know. Bramble being on the wing? Bramble being on the wing as well, and halfback. Ooh. You know a guy who has Sean, though? James Sicily. Yeah, it would be hard for him not to. Well, you'd just be interested to see if he still had it, you know? The hair, you mean? The shining hair (laughs) off the the halfback line? No, the the silky skills, the intercept prowess. No, it was fantastic, reportedly, in a recent match sim. Excellent. Dominated in the... uh, Well, they played... On this occasion, I think they played three quarters and a bit. <laughs> so when I say first half... You can't imagine how important he is to the bravado of the team. By all accounts, it feels like he's getting near to his best again. And same as Gunston. People are very high on Gunston at the moment. You know, when you see Gunston out there training, the, the reports are that you remember that he's a bloody good field kick. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I remember yeah, this no, guy. He's, no, he's a few he's premierships. Beautiful. Beautiful field kicking. <laughs> And what about this guy as well, uh, Vincent Naducci? We've enjoyed his work at, at Box Hill for a long mm-hmm. period, so uh, he gets a, a gets a chance with the with the main boys, and we just get to see Will Hawthorne, won't Hawthorne. It's just a great opportunity for him. Yeah, are they going to pull the trigger at all with the uh, what is it, the preseason supplemental selection period? Have I got that one right? Yeah, Bit of a there's, mouthful. There's two S's or two P's. I can't remember. <laughs> Just a bunch of consonants. It's pick and mix, really. <laughs> uh, we've had a few Box Hill boys training. Uh, most recently, Ed Phillips, Fergus Green, our boy Fergus. Oh. We'd love to see him get a shot. I don't know really where he fits because that forward line is, is some good jostling for spots right now. So even if he did get his chance, he might be straight back at Box Hill, to be honest. We've got Blank Training, Parsons, Rule, and Max Hall. I think there's even a couple of other guys besides that. Some academy players as well. But yeah, it's been been very busy down at training, but Aducci's the one that's been handed the opportunity to to train full-time, and they're going to have a look at what they have with him. Obviously, Sam Mitchell would be well-acquainted. Excitement machine, Aducci. Lots of X-factor. Loves a goal. How's Will Day doing? Day's an interesting one because I, I've seen a lot of contention around whether he's going to be right for round one. Okay. Which is a little concerning. You would think that he was on track, but he's spent a lot of time in the All rehab. All I really group. want to see is Sicily and Day. Yeah, together. No, fair enough. Because we, we have, we've been robbed of that. Yeah. Well, Sicily is much more likely at this stage. Let, let's run through a bit of injury stuff here. Uh, Wingard, he recently rolled his ankle at a training session. And until today, he was just on light duty. So it was mostly boxing in the rehab group. Uh, but he's sort of back in action now. Uh, CJ's been recovering from a lower leg setback. So as we know, he was injured last year. Uh, and he sustained a bit of a setback recently. But he's back to running again as well. I think the good news overall is reportedly Wingard, CJ, and Will Day 
are doing the most volume of running that they have to this point. So they seem to all be progressing and getting back into the swing of things. Right, so no setbacks. No. I've got to say, and, and we'll continue through this list, but on the whole, Hawthorne's list is looking pretty healthy. We'll, we seem like we'll have our pick for, for round one as to who we want to play, which is a plus. Uh, we've got Butler, uh, Nash and O'Hara. Uh, all three are each working through varying degrees of quad soreness or tightness. Uh, they're back into solid running sessions now. They're going to be rejoining the main group soon, you'd think. Uh, Downey is one that I only just uh, read about. He's got a hamstring complaint. Uh, he sustained that injury only recently. He's still restricted at the moment, but he's going to be back jogging at the very least. Ward and Lewis have just rejoined the main group as well, having spent a bit of time out of action. And how's Big Max? Does he look all right? I've, uh, you know what? It might be that no news is good news. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've read a bit about, um, probably more about Reeves than anything. Okay. Yeah, Reeves is looking good. Well, if you get a, f- a fit list, that's half the battle, you know, going into round one. It's been a while for Hawthorne. You know, we've had some pretty decent talent on the pine heading into, what, say the last two or three seasons. And you could say that, you know, we're not really in a position to be contending anyway, but in terms of looking your best and, and executing the best you can, we just haven't had the talent out there to do that. So I'm really excited and enthusiastic about our ability to execute on these game plans with our best talent available. You know who's always enthusiastic? Mm. Luke Bruce. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Whenever he has to talk about one of the... His colleagues in the forward line mm-hmm. last year. Who was it he was really hot on? I can't remember before the start of the Dylan season. Moore, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Dylan Moore. That's right. Now, who's he really hot on this year? Callow. Oh, really? Okay. Can we fit all these blokes in? What's going on? <laughs> well, we'll get to that. But I, I want to first go to, uh, well, talking about selection headaches, I want to get your opinion on the first six that you'd pick. Like, who are the first six at Hawthorne? They're an absolute lock. They're already on the whiteboards. The magnets are on. And they're stuck there. They're not going anywhere. Gunston? Having spent quite a bit of time out of action, he's already straight back in. Yes, absolutely. A non-negotiable inclusion. Well, along with Sicily and Day, they're all not up to, up to fitness yet. Yep, okay. So that that's three. Yep. Gunston, Sicily, Day, Hardwick, mm-hmm. Bruce, mm-hmm. and Tom Mitchell. Okay, well, that's a fair list. It's, it's some similarities to mine. I'll go through... Mine, I think Kyle Hardigan. Wow. Leading with Hardigan, because we're starting from the back line and we're moving forward. Okay. That's, that's how it works. Yeah, moving forward, yes. <laughs> well, who's going to be full back if not him? That's a good question. Exactly right. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now that I absolutely wholeheartedly believe he would be one of the first six picked, because there's no one behind him. There's no player And they quite the back like... six first, so... Well, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's no player quite like Kyle Hardigan at Hawthorne. There's just him. I don't think there's anyone behind him that will play his position position anywhere near as well. So he has a particular skill set, and that's why I, th- I think he's a lock. He goes straight in. The next guy, Blake Hardwick, uh, he's just super dependable. Awesome efficiency, rarely gets beaten one-on-one. Um, I think in one-on-one contests, I read a statistic that he, he loses those like less than one a game. Wow. Which is insane. He, Hawthorne fans should not take that for granted anymore. He is super dependable. James Sicily, of course. Good. Yeah, back to full health. He goes back in the side. There's no sense not picking him. Tom Mitchell as our most prolific midfielder. There's no other conversation there. He's a, he's a lock. Luke Bruce as our most prolific goal kicker. Mm-hmm. And Jacob Kaczynski is kind of the other side of the coin to Kyle Hardigan. You need it. <laughs> 
Well, you need a big towering forward as much right, as you okay. need a big towering backman. That's yep. what I mean. Not wings. What, wing guard? Yeah, I thought wing guard would make your first six. It was close. Yeah. I ran out. Could only pick six. That's a third of the on-field team. Yeah, I thought you might have got Mitch Lewis in there as well. Just uh... Well, I weighed that up as well. I thought Kaczynski or Lewis. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Decided I... to be unpredictable. <laughs> I am pretty predictable when it comes to Mitch Lewis. You know, Lewis himself is predictable. He managed a goal a game last year. He's very consistent. If you want a bankable forward talent, that's pretty good. But Cozzy uh, did end up... I, th- I think Cozzy, he kicked more goals than Lewis, didn't he? Off the top of my head. I'll tell you what Lewis didn't do. He didn't bag six in one game. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm going to pick Cozzy based on that. Yeah, Bruce with 33, Kaczynski with 27, Dylan Moore with 27, and Mitch Lewis with 22. But I mean, uh, Kaczynski had six more games than Lewis. Okay, well, yeah, that'll do it. Uh, Cozzy sort of that, didn't he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and you'll notice they're back at training doing boxing drills. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I mean, just on the pads, but like, accidents happen. <laughs> Accidents happen. <laughs> well, they're not sparring. Well, they apparently were last year. Yeah, I know, but they're not now. Yeah, they're not. Well, yeah. So maybe we have progressed slightly. Uh, I want I want the flip side of this. That that was a good little experiment for us to to hear your first six picked every week. Uh, what about the the other side of it? The fringe players or the guys that might be unlucky to miss the starting twenty two. Uh, well, you'd have uh, Jekka, Granger, Barras, mm-hmm. Newcomb. Okay. Yep. Yeah, he wasn't on my list, but yeah, absolutely. Connor Nash, and I'd expect Tyler Brockman plays, but if he doesn't, he would be severely unlucky. So you've named quite a few blokes there that didn't make my list, well, which is a good problem to have. But what I did was I went for guys that had played a few games last year, mm-hmm. um, but hadn't necessarily cemented their spot on the side, Yes, which means their spot's up for grabs. Yeah. I mean, there's a guy that we talked about before, Harry Morrison, classic case of that. He could get into the best 22, could. but his position's not solidified there. He could easily drop out again. What about a bloke who has solidified a place, but maybe in doubt now, Jarman Impey? Yeah, we've just got an excess, haven't we? Someone's going to have to make way. It depends where you pop him. I've heard Impey's been good at training as well in the match sims. He's been played off half-back too, but this is the thing. We're just too many half-backmen. Yeah. And, and, you know, with such strong competition between at least four guys for the wing... I mean, again, these are good problems to have. But he has wonderful spatial awareness, mm-hmm. great ability to distribute the football, mm-hmm. uh, a huge amount of obvious experience. So his usefulness to that side might be incredibly important. Don't forget Burgoyne ain't there anymore telling them where to be. So there's a bit of a wrap from what we've heard from training over the last little while. And we'll continue to monitor that. You can keep up with us on social media. I think Twitter's probably the the HQ for that sort of thing, at HawkTalkPod on Twitter. And you can uh, see what little tidbits we gather together and and we'll keep you informed on what we hear about at training. Yeah, but it seems like they're doing some really honest work there, doesn't it? And uh, although we haven't been privy to many... I mean, they're a bit quicker over the ground, but um, we're not privy to any kind of fantastic changes of... You know, strategy yet? No. They're just sort of working out how to play together in in, an, in a new style, but we haven't seen any kind of elite movement of the ball. No, no. Nothing is solidified as yet. It's all in flux. Um, the coaching staff would be working out who goes where, basically, um, which, as we've just discussed, is a very real problem. You know, you'll have that classic thing of, like, when you do an intra-club, who are the possibles and who are the probables? You could read into that too, but I imagine that's in flux as well. So, uh, did we manage to get any questions over the break? Or Got a lot of questions, yeah. 
It's just as well because there's actually not much going on in the, the world of footy at the moment, would you believe? Uh, no, we've been uh, we've been lucky enough to get inundated with questions from our listeners who uh, are very glad that we're coming back, Tiz. We're glad to be back. We had this first one from uh, the one and only Dancing Bear asking if we're getting a new captain. And if yes, who? Jager, Sicily or someone else? And following up on that was Jake. Uh, I think a convo needs to be had re-captaincy and the leadership group. O'Meara gets the top job for mine with Tom Mitchell, Sicily, and Warple underneath. Sure. Look, I think it's a very straight bat this time. I think he lets them fight it out amongst themselves during the year with McAvoy at the top for most of it. I mean, we've talked about this before, the idea that, you know, does Sam Mitchell want to put his blueprint on this? I tell you who's loud. Mm -hmm. Ned Long. Oh, he is? That's something you notice when you're down there? Yeah. Annoying and loud. Captaincy material. (laughs) He's got it. (laughs) It's got that it factor. That's interesting. No, but encouraging, and they were doing laps while he was okay. well, doing stuff on the sidelines, and he was very vocal. Well, he's wearing the number 27. He's picking up where Hartley left off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't mind that at all from a young kid as well. No, it was good. It was good enthusiasm. I, I just, I would think that you just play it a bit safe. You, you just have the cool, elderly guiding hand of big boy Ben Elderly? McAvoy. Well, he's one of the senior blokes on the his list. in 30s. Yeah, but relatively speaking, he's <laughs> older than most of them there. Amazing. <laughs> you knew what I meant. Don't be facetious. Experienced. He's experienced. He's, a, he's an old hand. Yeah, and he's not prone to overplaying his hand, is he? No, exactly right. I think we stay the course for now and then see what we have heading into next year. And then from there, uh, you know, if you want O'Meara or Sicily, it uh, sounds like Sicily probably wants the job. He's a fan's favourite, isn't he? Warm reception. Oh. Round one. Oh. First touch. Oh, yes. Yes, indeed. So there you go. I think it sounds like we're agreed on that, that we're just going to keep Big Boy in the top job. Well, with so much change, you need some kind of stability. And I think that's what they will retain there. And they have changed a hell of a lot. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I've said it in the intro. Game new plan, coach, new game line plan. coaches. Yeah, line coaches, new players into the mix as well. I mean, you'll have that every year. But nevertheless, there's still a lot going on down at Hawthorne, which again, makes it such a wild card. Kind of it exciting. Does. Kind it of does. exciting. That's where the excitement happens. is. Because no one knows what we're going to do for the first six rounds. I don't care what they tell us. This question from Al at Hawk Talk Pod. Is it time to hashtag add Ducci? And can you come up with a better hashtag that I don't hate myself for posting? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Al, you stuck with that one. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, no, there's got to be a workaround. A name like a Ducci. Vincent Aducci, There's there's got to be something there. It's just a matter of time before it clicks into place for us. <laughs> okay. That is exciting. It is exciting, yeah. Anyone who watches Box Hill, they would know that as soon as the the idea of uh, Aducci being announced as like part of the senior list, training as part of the senior list with possible selection, anyone who's seen Box Hill would be like, oh, yeah, yep. But it's a big step, massive step, mate. So unlikely, but... Yeah, the reports are that he, you know, he he needs to acclimatise to the AFL way of doing things. Um, which will happen, you know. Still plenty of plenty of time, plenty of the preseason to run. Uh, I guess my concern is how he how he breaks in at this point. Plug him into the midfield. Do we put him as an excitement machine in the forward line? Yeah, there's a few blokes he'd need to leapfrog. So he's he's hard up against. Him, I'll I tell you what, his fitness will improve a hundred percent. Just yeah. just training with him, so he should be able to bring the house down there at VFL after this preseason. And this is the other thing: his time in the VFL. Not only is he just a highlight reel. Of a, of a player but his accumulation is generally really good he's a he's a bona fide match winner mm. Zaducci. on his day 
He, he racks up the disposals and he hits the scoreboard. So he's got the potential there. If he makes his potential and he transitions effectively to the AFL, he's going to be a special player. Makes his own space. Okay, we've got one rookie spot left, says Lee. Do you think we should go with one of those training at the club or wait to see who stands out and use the mid-season draft? It's a curly question, isn't it? It's effectively like you just have that insurance in your back pocket. Oh, it's another midfield of of pace or mm-hmm. anything like that. Maybe a maybe a ruck. Yeah. Maybe okay. a ruck that can play forward and also play wing. <laughs> I think you just like Connor Nash. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. No, I, don't, I didn't hear Connor Nash in that. No, no, that's just that's just your prototype uh, football player for 2030. But I guess it is, yeah. Uh, that's um, yeah. I think ruck probably. We need something there. We definitely need to make some decisions at the ruck before the end of next year. Mm-hmm. So that would be my target. And I also feel there are a few ruckmen rolling around the traps that uh, are either overlooked or you know, some of them take ages to mature. Yep. So, kind of mid-season draft is ideal for him, especially if you get an injury and you have to pull the pin. Yeah, I'd be in favour of that. If any one of our three rucks that we've got currently get injured, we're suddenly looking especially thin there. Um, I'm still worried about... You really put a question mark around finals then. (laughs) I'm still worried about Harding. If Harding goes down, then our back line, Uh, while it is good... The back line's still pretty good. Yeah, it is still pretty good, but there's no one quite of his... Uh, skill There's not set. that many monster forwards anymore. Like, I guess there isn't. That's a, that's a point. Who do we have to worry about? Who were the finalists last year? Geelong made it as far as they did, but we're not going to have to worry about them. <laughs> <laughs> Shots fired. Well, I'm just thinking Hawkins. Well, yeah, and Brisbane are down a key forward. They are too, yeah. And uh, I think Port Adelaide have a key forward injured going into the start of the season, and we meet them round two from memory. Yeah, okay. So he won't be there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a Georgiatis, isn't it? Uh, I thought it would. Anyway. Or is Dixon out as well? I thought Dixon was down. Oh, gee, well, if they're both down, they're going to struggle with his two, two key forwards. Then you've got the ageing key forwards of West Coast. Yeah, I wouldn't worry about them at the moment. Okay. And uh, <laughs> I'm really showing my hand this podcast, aren't I? <laughs> you're pretty, you're pretty bullish. Like, oh well, I'm, I'm excited about Hawthorne. I don't, I don't think we're going to make finals, but I'd like to think I have some reasonable idea of what the other teams are doing, and I don't think West Coast are doing much. All right. And I think Geelong are only going downhill. Oh, I cannot wait for that cliff I know. to hit. It's coming. It's going to be great. It's going to be one of the chief joys of season 2022. One of the great joys of the last week was seeing, uh, I think it was Selwood talking about life after footy. I thought, beauty. <laughs> Mine's not on the job. See you later. <laughs> Let's talk about our excitement for the new game style because Mark wants to know who's going to be benefiting. And I would say it's any player that can make use of space. Mm-hmm. And that would be small, you know, highly talented players. I'm looking at Wingard. I'm looking at... Bruce Moore, Moore, yep. You know they could be very, very dangerous, but also Jack Gunston, yes, yeah, leading absolutely. into space with you know if he's got Kaczynski blocking a bit for him, mm-hmm. oh, he could be magnificently lethal. It's we've got the blueprint of a potent forward line. You yeah. just got to win it in the midfield. The midfield's a real well. That, that's who I wanted to put forward. I think now, Tom. I think Tom Mitchell benefits. Now, can I just say? I think we should just. Find a way to win it in the midfield. I don't care. Go backwards. Go back to the halfback <laughs> flank, and then run it from the halfback flank because we have fast talent off the halfback. That's exactly flank. what will be happening. 
Can we do that? Yeah, I, I think... Go back before you go forward. <laughs> That's right. I think ultimately, at least the in the early stages of 2022 in our campaign, we might have to concede that our midfield is not going to click as right. immediately as we as fans would like. Mm-hmm. It'll get there. But at first, it's going to be a lot of drive off the halfback. <laughs> I think we're going to have to win that footy back with the likes of Sicily and uh, Frost... Um, Hard work. We've got to make sure we don't fall into that, all right, kick it back, hold, let them set up really, really well. Yeah, no, you don't want to be doing that. So we'll, we'll get trapped if that happens. It's got to be a wonderful little rhythm or balance or... Oh, there's another name I just missed out, CJ. CJ off the halfback. Mate, that's one thing I've done over summer. Like, you know, I was... I put together a new intro for the podcast, a revamped 2022 style. They would have noticed. Yeah. noticed, yeah. Yeah, a few other highlights in there. Uh, name redacted, out... Who? Exactly. Well, it could be either of them. Whatever. <laughs> Apparently he was the missing piece. Yeah. We, we thought that for a while too. Now. <laughs> Eight years, I think. But who's counting? I am. Uh, anyway. Every bloody day. But I just wanted to say that over summer and, and you know, collating those highlights, I got to see a fair bit more of CJ's game. And there's just stuff I completely forgot about. That I was like, oh my God, coming off the halfback, he is just irresistible. He looks so good when he gets on a roll. He did it twice in our game against Geelong early in the season. He did it twice. Uh, first, they all look shocked, by the way. Oh, they all, yeah, absolutely. The, I think the first occasion, it was off a 50-meter penalty, and he just kept running. Yeah. But he was shocked as well. Well, it might have... The adrenaline might have got to him a little bit because he just... He pumped the ball yeah. way deep. It was a two-on-one. It was yeah. the wrong option. Yeah. He had targets on shorter. Got a bit excited. Yeah, he got a yeah, young kid. He's, you know, he's only breaking out. It's going to happen. Been a uh, couple of ciders on goal as well from the... Yep. Yeah. Forgot to slow down. It just drifts wide. It's going to be one time he kicks a goal like that and we are going to be... Elated. It better not be at Marvel because that roof is coming right down. (laughs) (laughs) But I was going to say that other time against Geelong, he had a second crack, the same sort of play, only this time, put it on the chest of Wingard. There you go. Learned immediately. Yeah. So there you go. If if you have a moment, listeners, do look up. I know it was a losing effort, unfortunately, but do look up the highlights against Geelong earlier in 2021 because you'll see what I'm talking about and it is a thing of beauty. Boy, are we going to love having CJ back in this lineup. And wearing the nine. Wearing the nine, if you don't mind. Amazing. What an honour. We had this question from James. Who's ahead, Jekka or Callow? And do you see them as key defender material, a part of our list where we don't have much depth? Seems to be a recurring theme for me. I just I can't get off this point. Yeah, I can't see Jekka playing behind the ball. Jekka's not going to. So we, we can strike that. Callow... He's a very hard-working forward and yeah. just built for the modern game. Jekka's got, you know, people are going to jump down my throat. Jekka's got more of the Tim O'Brien DNA about him in terms of his role. What? <laughs> in terms of his role, not ability. I was very precise in my wording Listen, on that one. Jekka leads and marks. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's what and we he'll wanted. He'll do a 100 metre lead and mark. It's what we wanted for several years. Yeah. People from my generation will remember. Johnny Barker and how good it was when he arrived at the club mm-hmm. because we had someone to hit on the wing yeah. and then we could pivot from there to get it into the forward This line. is what I'm talking about. And that is the role that Timmy had for a while, Yep, which was never really highly successful. But if Jacker can do that or, you know, at least someone in it, because 
Gunston makes it look easy. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so if Jekyll can do it as well. Jekyll's been doing it at Box Hill. Yes. He's oh, been yeah. he's been coming but up on the wing. He gets 15, 20 minutes on his opponent. Box yep. He's not going to do that at the AFL. Well, no, so maybe, he's not. Gotta... maybe not. He's probably also not going to kick, what, like six goals, ten yeah, in oh, the yeah. AFL as well. But, uh, but he can do both. He, he can be lead up on the wing and link player, or he can be the target deep forward. So... Now, Callow is potential mm. ruck, potential tall behind the ball. He could play yep. defence. Yes. But he... Yep. Not sure of his one-on-one ability in defending. Probably hasn't had a lot of experience there. No, he's, he has very good one-on-one forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's enormously strong. Awesome contested mark. Uh, he does have potential as a defender. He's not being used that way at the moment. Reads the ball very, very well, mm-hmm. which would indicate he'd be good at defending. You know, he's bloody quick as well. Yes, surprisingly for, for a big a, man. For a big man, yeah, he gets going. I wouldn't like to be tackled by him. No, because it it looks terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, well, he's got a he's got a he's got a physical game, and I like that in a big fella. There's no point having a a meek, tall man, a gentle giant. Yeah, yeah. No, I completely agree. I hope Max Lynch is of a similar ilk. I don't think uh, Reeves really mm. makes them hurt. Well, Reeves hasn't got the frame for it either. I would love to see him just raise the knee every now and again, <laughs> but he goes up two knees straight. Yeah, which I don't. Gotcha. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Just uh, make no, him aware yeah. of your presence. I, I wanted to say also, you were mentioning, uh, you know, Jekka getting about twenty meters on his opponent. There was one report <laughs> from training recently where uh, it was Jekka v DGB. Yeah, that would have been a great contest to watch. I'd love to see that training sometime. And uh, one passage of play in which uh, Jekka was chasing DGB all the way up to the wing as DGB was looking for a target, probably a bit nervously. <laughs> <laughs> so. That would have been a good matchup. Uh, DGB's frame isn't much filled out yet. Yeah, yeah. But the extent is his reach is ridiculous. I just can't wait to see more. Oh. I think I, I still do think that a lot of Hawthorne fans have gone pretty early on him. Oh, and, look, and the, said he's going to be this, he's going to be that. He's a superstar. The talent I need is to there, see more. But and I think the mentality is there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how do you use him best? Yeah. Because if it mightn't be the full back that we're thinking. Maybe it, not. Yeah. But, you know, if you've got to play with that much talent, you'll find a role for him. We heard from Melbourne designers. Can we play with Lewis, Cozzy, Gunston and Jekka in the forward line? Well, I think you can. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't play... Well, are there any other tools that you'd want Well, you probably wouldn't have a rotating ruck going down there, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Okay, you, so you've got one ruckman. Lewis does some time on the ruck. Maybe Cozzy does time yeah. in the forward ruck. Yeah. Uh, and Jekka, I mean, he still doesn't influence games in the AFL, so... No, but there's only one way see, that's going to change. I don't see any problem with having Gunston and Jekka. Gunston plays, can play small. Yeah, no, Gunston and Jekka's fine. I, it, Very extenuating circumstances to have all four. I'd probably incl- be inclined to play three of those guys right? and just leave it at that, but you can accommodate four if you really want to. Especially if you're keeping Jekka high. Yeah, that's right. I am... You know, again, picturing Jekka as much in the same role as what O'Brien was meant to be playing. That's how I've got it in my head. But anyway, uh, we heard from Matthew. What do you think is the key to solving our glaring midfield issues? Players, tactics, mix of personnel? What do you think? Uh, confidence. Mm-hmm. I think confidence is a very key problem and work ethic when we don't have the ball. Yeah. Uh, also spread when mm-hmm. we do. 
because sometimes we're highly predictable due to the fact that the holes are left for us to hit that position. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they're, they're uh, kind we of banking we're not, on it. We're not getting over the back. We're mm. not uh, looking like we're getting over the back, switching back, mm-hmm. making space for ourselves. It's There's some been some unintelligent running patterns. As far as the three things that Matthew listed there, players, tactics, and mix of personnel. All of them. All of them. No. All of the above. But, I mean, the players haven't changed that much. Again, give it time. It's it's not going to be, you know, snap your fingers, everything's fine, round one. I just don't see that happening. But over time, as you introduce uh, new personnel into this mix and you have a greater sense of versatility, you'll start to get different results. Now, don't forget, Segler was a good tap ruckman. Mm-hmm. We've lost that. Mm-hmm. So Max Lynch needs to have a big influence if he plays on the contest. Yep. As, as soon as it hits ground level. Well, we, something he's good at. We know Reeves should be fantastic tap. Yep. Okay. So can we play to that? Mm-hmm. McAvoy, just look for him to keep doing what he's doing. You can't imagine he will improve. Yeah. Um, but his leadership. Well, he'll just bring the same. Yeah. Again. It's, a, it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating to see... How it evolves. Mm. Yeah. This one from Kurt. Assuming everyone is healthy, who are the unlucky defenders to miss out on round one? Wow. I kind of touched on it before. I think DGB probably doesn't get a gig round one. I'd be surprised. Really? This is the thing. We have to make calls to squeeze some of these players out. It's going to be rough. Yeah, I would have thought Impey would be unlucky. I mean, you haven't mentioned Sam Frost. Where's Sam Frost in all this? Well, I think he's in the 22. I, I pick him. Just let me see them rotate through. Well, midfield yeah. and the wing and all that jazz. And if we can have a couple of halfback flankers kicking goals from 60, 55 out, oh, how good would that be? Some Sicily low fives again. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully without the 50-meter penalty. <laughs> That'd be nice, but yeah. on the run, overlapping here's, stuff. Here's a guy that we haven't mentioned at all this podcast. Halfbackman. Can you guess what I mean? Yeah, Scrimshaw. Correct. Mm. Again. So this other name just comes from the ether and you're like, oh shit, Scrimshaw, where do you play him? Because he's earned, he's earned a spot. Yeah. But does he just get squeezed out as a matter of, well, fact of life? We can't accommodate everyone. Yeah, well, we'll get so to I, our picked sides before the start oh, of the yeah, season. Oh yeah, yeah, we're a but, long way off there. But you've got Bramble as well. Yep. So Bramble, Day, Sicily, Impey, Scrimshaw. Yeah. <laughs> CJ. Just, <laughs> yeah. And then, like, as I said, you've got all these potential wingmen fighting for spots as well, trying to, trying to lock down their spot on the side, and you've got the halfbacks threatening their spot on the side too. But if you listen to Clarko and he said, we wanted Whitfield for this, remember, we tried to move heaven and earth to get him. Yeah. Now we've got, I'm not saying they're as good as Whitfield. Mm-hmm. There's four options. Yeah, there's options, yeah. And if you can't shut the four of them down, surely you're going to look pretty good. Yeah, that's right. Had this question from Zach. Uh, Connor McDonald, when will he debut? Looking really good in preseason. It's Connor McDonald and Josh Ward. It's between those two guys that are really staking their claim and that they want to debut ASAP. Connor McDonald, uh, happened to have seen vision of him via the club. Uh, he's zippy. Whew, tell you what, he gets going. Look out. So, uh, number 31, Connor McDonald from Halebury. Is that how you say it? Halebury. Yeah, Halebury. Yeah. Not a bad little school to uh, come out of to get your AFL debut, Nick. Can we fit another Connor in the lineup? That's my question. Because <laughs> we know who you're siding with. We know where you're aligned. <laughs> Look, he has been very impressive. 
and it would be something like Sammy would do, isn't it? To pick a bloke. Round one. Jeez. Yeah. I don't know. It's just another question mark of what what lever is Sam Mitchell going to pull for round one or what lever Let's is... just think about when was the last time you had a report like that about one of our recruits mm. that they were training the house down. Well, it's, it's both of them. Yeah. It's not just McDonald. It's Ward as well. He looks like a total natural. Yep. I mean, they're both going to get the fitness base, but, you know, very, very good signs consistently as well. Yeah. The more I read... Feeling like Gold Coast right now. That's, don't say that. No, I mean, I've got all the... You know, they get great reports about their latest talent that arrived. <laughs> this kid can actually kick. No. <laughs> uh, when, when is he going to debut? I mean, that's impossible to know. Maybe round one, but I will say this. He's looking good, McDonald. So we'll move on to Callum's question. Uh, which players from the most recent draft will we see play this year for the Hawks? I think you see... Probably three of them play this year. Mm-hmm. McDonald, the other fella. <laughs> Butler. Do you mean Butler? Yeah. Yeah. And Ward. Butler is a Currently bit behind. Currently injured, isn't he? No, he's back. Well, he's in, he's in the rehab group. Right. But, uh, yeah, he was a bit behind the group um, in terms of returning to training. So we'll see what happens with Butler. I still think he's going to be very exciting. In terms of his debut, probably his second half of the season, back half of the season. Yeah. You won't see Sarong. You might see Ned Long if he if they need some voice. <laughs> so in the stands, that's <laughs> what you mean. Uh, this one from Matthew. Uh, don't be under any illusion. Sam is willing to see what he's got. Well, you have to be, and that's so just where the club's at. You'll probably see a lot of the last ten on the list. Mm. Okay, so be very interesting. If the, if it doesn't start well, Nick, mm-hmm. they're going to try everybody. Just to see what they got. Yeah, oh, I probably agree with that. I mean, it has to start well, and that's me saying that it has to start well. Round one against North Melbourne, it oh. have to start well. <laughs> uh, this question from Matthew: Do we have enough key defensive depth if Frost or Hardigan get an injury? No, no. Well, Especially if you put if Frost and Hardigan get an injury. Yeah, if, if they no, if they both go down, we're very shaky. We're back to the McAvoy experiment. That's what we're looking at. I reckon you might be right, actually, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Kozitski goes, all right, all right, I remember training here. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You might be right. You know, the McAvoy experiment wasn't all bad. It had its moments, but it has to be deployed very specifically. I'm not going to touch it. <laughs> okay. Gus, how much will Nash play this year considering his new spot as an inside mid? Well, go on. It's I your abs- time to shine. I have absolutely no idea. It's tough, isn't it? It is. Because he's got to leapfrog a hell of a lot of, lot of players. He was fantastic. Do you think he starts the year there? No, I don't. Do you I, think there's that confidence in him to start there? I don't think he's round one. Ooh. Yeah. If he's not round one, it makes it terribly difficult. I, well, yeah. Well, this is what I'm saying. I think he's just got... He's in the queue. And it's unfortunate because he was fantastic when he got his chance. Yeah. But he's the fact remains, the season... Mate, you know, they haven't got any bigger... They need a big body in there yeah. to make it easier for guys like Ward or McDonald to play. That's Yeah, look, it's true. They could select it. They, I'd just be surprised. Okay. Here's what I don't want to happen, but I fear will, is round one, we play with the configuration of Mitchell, Warple, O'Meara and Shields. Right. And we've just gone back to that playbook. But Shields, Blankets, Cunnington and Hawthorne win by 42 points. 
and nicks all smiles on the podcast the following week. Well, you got me there. <laughs> I mean, I can't possibly argue with that. But it's just, it feels like the old the old era. I want to see something new. Ah, this will be new enough. Okay, okay. it's right. going to be new enough, and uh, you need blokes like Shields and McAvoy. So you need some of the old hands too. Look, we haven't been handling momentum well, right? Well, yep, that's and true. They're the blokes that Sammy's going to lean on to handle momentum, mm-hmm. even in Box Hill for Sam. Uh, the momentum couldn't be either sustained or reined in at times. It's a problem. <laughs> yeah, Boxer was interesting. Once we got on a roll, we are unstoppable. But until we did... Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed like it took something at, at like the, the quarter time or half time break to, to steer us right. But anyway, with all that being said, this final question from Hawthorne Zone quality Instagram account, Hawthorne Zone, if you want to chuck them a follow. Uh, what are your expectations for the 2022 season? I think we're going to be exciting. More exciting than we've seen since the premierships. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there might be a few disgusting results along the way, as well as some extraordinary results. Yeah, I think the, having youth in the side and, and backing that youth and, and seeing what you've got is a twin-edged sword... And we're going to love moments and we're going to hate others. And I fear some interstate games may turn pretty bad. We're back in the lab and some of these elements are going to be combustible. We're going to be experimenting and it is going to be very exciting. It's going to be very entertaining. Uh, but I think you're right. It's, uh, it's year one of this when you think about it. When you look at how much has changed, how much we've turned over, players, line coaches, the coach... It's, you're not going to expect a perfect season. I think you can expect an interesting season, certainly, and uniquely interesting, not the year before or the year before last. This is a new beast, and I think it's going to be very fun to watch. And Sammy's a one-on-one coach. Mm-hmm. He wants to see you win your one-on-ones, and if you can't do that, maybe you don't continue with the side, mm-hmm. unless you're exceptional in other areas, which is going to be fantastic to see. Oh, fascinating. It's going to be very fascinating indeed. I think we need to wrap up, mate. Uh, before we go, just the socials to get to. If you love the show, uh, if you really enjoy this first episode back for 2022, head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a glowing review. Everything really helps to uh, get our fellow Hawthorne supporters along, finding the show and enjoying the show just as you have. We heard from Papa Triple Six, who left a five-star review, Tiz. Excellent. What did he say? As a lifelong Hawk supporter, I can't rate this show highly enough. I gave it five stars. You can't get higher than that. <laughs> Thanks very much, Papa Triple Six. Uh, Twitter at Hawk Talk Pod. That's kind of our social media HQ. We hope you've enjoyed all the off-season content we've been putting out over all of our social platforms. Just keeping you entertained while we look forward to the next uh, next campaign for the Hawthorne Football Club. We really appreciate everyone getting around us on Twitter as well as over on Facebook too. Facebook.com/slash Hawk Talk Pod, and we're on Instagram if you just search Hawk Talk Pod there. Uh, and a shout out as well, lastly, to our proud, passionate and paid up Patreon subscribers who contribute to this show. Your support makes this podcast what it is, frankly. For anyone out there that would like to sign up and support us at any subscription tier at all, uh, head to patreon.com slash hawktalkpod for the details. Subscribers get sweet perks like bonus content, uh, of which there will be a new episode out awaiting subscribers. Uh, we always get great feedback on our bonus stuff too. So do check it out, patreon.com slash hawktalkpod. Buried the lead, mate. While What's everyone that? else jumps ship, we're getting on Spotify. Oh. 
Is that okay? Why not? Well, the good news is for Hawks fans, if you've been absolutely begging for us to be on Spotify, which I know there are quite a few of you. They're on. We're, we're going to be on. We're, we're going to be on. Hopefully, it's happening. By Next 24, 48 hours. Whatever yeah, they hopefully us. by the time you're listening to this, we should be up on that platform and others. We're aiming to be on YouTube. And what are the other... Is Amazon, is that? Or Audible? This is Audible. Oh, very good. You got some work <laughs> lined up or... <laughs> Kind of Apparently lunch. the Patreon stuff can go up on there too. Okay, well there you go. Uh, the podcast is expanding. Well, it should just be easier to, to track and follow. And Absolutely. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a good thing for the show. We've got a very exciting year ahead of us. Uh, not not just the club. I think for us as a podcast as well, there's a lot going on. It's, uh, there's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, you're doing AFLW stuff, reading up. Well, we're gonna, who we're going to get in the side next year. Well, we're going to have to up our game, aren't we? We get dibs, don't we? Don't they have to forego some of their best talent because we come along, take it? Well, there, there's something I want to read up about is what came out of our academy. We had that academy at the club. Uh, I want to know, you know, what the outcomes of that were. Like, who who do I need to watch? Yeah, who's our Cyril? The one well, that we're telling them to go in and go, no, I'm not very good at football. Don't, have you seen don't our... Like, um... Don't like training very much. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, <laughs> what, that's what he said. <laughs> Oh, he got away with it, didn't he? Love it. it. Hardly needed to. Amazing. It made everyone else look like witches' hats on the day, so <laughs> fair enough. Uh, have you seen our VFLW coaching lineup? Uh, not recently. Has it changed? It's getting the band back together again. All those, the, the women that we saw play on that right. day, that, that premiership day, which is what it was, because it was our VFLW side, then Box Hill, the family's back together. Got a number of our familiar names all coming back into the fold to serve behind the scenes of the VFLW. It's great. They're engineering a wonderful ethos to the club ethic, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what you need. You can't just be this ragtag bunch that have come together just looking to create something, a successful team. You want something that's going to continue beyond your stage at the club. And it's not just anyone. It's not just anyone that was involved with the club. These are women that made it to the top. They know what it takes to win in this league. So I love that they're back behind the scenes and we look forward to covering that. So we've, we've got a lot to do, listeners. A lot on our plates in season 2022. Anyway, mate, I guess I'll see you at training since you love being down there so much. And there's some events scheduled with the club. Um, so I'm looking forward to that 40 degree day. I'll head to the beach. <laughs> or alternately, thunderstorms. Should be great. <laughs> it really has been a tale of two extremes if every they, time. You can tell. If they've booked the ice cream cart, <laughs> it's going to piss down. <laughs> it's just great to get around the club. I'm excited for this year. Can't wait to be back. Good to have your company for the first episode of the Hawk Talk Podcast for 2022. We will catch you next time. We are a happy team at Hawthorne.